Are you passionate about making a difference through design? Join us at the Human Centered Design Network's Circle, a new private community for change makers just like you. Connect with like minded professionals, gain exclusive rights to monthly learning opportunities, and lead the change in human centered design. For more information, see thisishcd.com. Now, let's get back into that episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bringing Design Closer. My name is Jerry Scullion and I'm a service designer and founder of This Is HCD and CEO of ThisIsDoing.com, where we provide live online design and innovation classes, providing training for service designers, design researchers, product managers, user experience designers, content designers, and much, much more. Today in the show, we have Kim Mackenzie Doyle, a name that will be familiar to all of the Irish design community. Kim is the former president of the Irish Design Institute, and when I say this, and I truly mean it, one of the most incredibly forward-thinking individuals in Ireland right now. Kim works tirelessly on projects that she initiated, such as Mind Over Matter, and also WhyDesign.ie, an initiative that aims to address and improve the ratio of men and women in design. We also speak about Kim's latest project, The Big Idea.ie, something that I'm involved with as a judge, and also This Is HCD and This Is Doing are both right behind her on this one, working on the next generation of designers currently in school. Let's get into it. Kim McKenzie-Dowell, a very warm welcome to Bringing Design Closer. How are you? I'm great, thanks Jerry. How are you? I'm okay. It's not raining for a change. Uh, What about you? You're also in Ireland. I am. I'm in Carlo and it's always sunny here. We live in That's a. Not true. <laughs> it's a bubble of greatness down here, the design center of the universe. <laughs> well, do you know it's funny? My neighbors next door—they're wonderful people, Colin and Mary. They actually—I think they've started listening to the podcast. So shout out to them. But they were down to Carlo on holidays recently, and they said it is one of the hidden treasures of Ireland. They said it's beautiful, and I've been meaning to get down, and I will get down to Carlo at some point whenever the borders. Have been lifted because we're obviously in the midst of a pandemic here. Yeah, and we'll let we let you in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For the day, I'll get the day pass. Well, look, Kim, let's start off. Let's tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so I studied industrial design quite a while ago, about 20 odd years ago in Carlo IT. And I was really lucky to get straight into industry in design partners and kind of grew up. In design there. So I was there for 13 years, which is phenomenal. And we worked with startups and multinationals. And I was very lucky. I traveled the world. And it was just a massive experience. I just learned kind of the craft there, so to speak. Yeah, designing product. Yeah. So a lot of consumer electronics. We worked with Logitech. I can't tell you how many mice I've designed, but I guess a claim to fame is uh, designed the world's best-selling computer mouse corded and cordless yeah and they were fantastic projects and they're still actually in production today which is a bit mind-blowing yeah i have a funny story about the logitech mice because when i i did ncad industrial design and we had a couple of people come in to talk to us and i bought a mouse in 2001 that i did my finals on and i carried that mouse 
I was so attached to it, to Australia. And I was still using it up until 2017. And it's still in a box yeah. over there. It's traveled the world with me. It's the one with the little, with the ball and you can take the ball out and clean underneath it. I tell you what, it is like an extension of myself at this stage. There's yeah. just marks all over. It's like a guitar. It's so a, they, they, they're, yeah. they're amazing. They are. And the engineering is fantastic. And I think that was one of the benefits of design partners is that, you know, you're working so closely with this and a world-class team, the engineers, and then you're in the model. You have a, that the incredible facilities of the model shop, and then everything's on site. So it was just kind of 360 degrees of design. Is you know totally immersed in it. You you, you never wanted to leave. <laughs> but um, two little girls later. Yeah, they're not little anymore. I've seen. No, photos. they're not little. No, ten and seven now, and uh, it was just proving really impossible to kind of travel to clients and I took a job in in Carlo IT actually which is six minutes from my house which mm. you know sounds absolutely phenomenal but it was industry facing but it had kind of the academic constraints which I found really really tough and yeah. and, and I say lasted two years and then <laughs> more than anything else lasted two years and then jumped back into kind of startup or into startup land and uh, worked with um, Hub Controls for four years, which was a tech startup we yeah. built. And it was super challenging because I was very privileged, had big budgets to work with. And then we had to build this device off the shelf components and make mm. it look absolutely awesome. So it was just, yeah. it was night and day. Absolutely. It was a, a different type of work and a different type mm. of organization. Mm. But I remember like when I came back from Australia and I was here, I opened up my LinkedIn and my first couple of days back home and LinkedIn obviously detected that I was now based in Ireland and my feed just cons consisted of Kim McKenzie Doyle, Kim McKenzie Doyle, <laughs> Kim McKenzie Doyle. And I remember the person who brought me back is Aidan McGale, who's also been on the, this podcast before. Who is Kim McKenzie Doyle? And he was like, oh, Jerry, stay away from her, man. She'll have you working for free for, for, for the rest of your life. And sure enough, I was lucky enough to get introduced to you and we went for lunch and we hit it off. Well, I hit it off anyway. I thought, I thought it was great fun, but I was blown away by the amount of work that you're doing for design in Ireland. And that's kind of the reason why I was so excited that you agreed to come on the podcast today to talk about that. Mm. So there's a number of initiatives that you do, which we probably won't speak about it enough today, but yeah. Mind Over Matter, which is one that I kind of sat in on a couple of meetings on and there's also why design so maybe just give us an overview of both of those projects before we start talking about the big idea yeah so during all of that work stuff and i didn't mention fox gig either but we might come back to that but um during all of that i kind of always felt that the, our superpower is connecting the creative community in ireland because we mm. have such wealth of talent and design and, and creativity, I guess, has been kind of misrepresented that when we get together, kind of almost magic happens. And it, mm. But it's so easy to kind of stay in our individual bubbles because we're so busy and we're so passionate about the work. So uh, through my experience in design partners, I, I only knew kind of the industrial design or the product design community and, and yet it, architecture and graphic design and all of those other disciplines really informed my work. And yet I didn't really know anybody else in Ireland so I kind of made it my mission to to get to know people. And um, I did that really through the IDI, Institute of Desires Ireland. And I was lucky enough to be president for a year. 
And it was probably the hardest and the best year of my life where I had kind of massive um, doubts about my own capacity to have that position and really felt that um, I was like, oh, God, why me? The whole kind of imposter syndrome scenario. Mm -hmm. And I said, right, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, you know, beat it out the park and work on two projects that I'm really passionate about, which was mental health and gender balance. Yeah. In Mind Over Matter, I was really inspired from, probably from my own family experiences. My grandfather took his own life. Oh. And uh, my father has experienced depression throughout his life as well. And it was mm. always kind of this unsaid thing. And and I guess I had this radar for mental health issues. It sounds really strange, but I kind of knew yeah. when somebody was having or experiencing an issue. And there were friends. Look, are you talking to anyone? Are you all right? Are you all right? And I kind of wouldn't give it up until yeah. it came out to them, whether, whether or not they wanted to or not. So... Yeah. And I just knew it was this unsaid thing within the community. And then I read this article that said um, creatives experience, or sorry, 25% more likely to experience a mental health issue in their lifetime. And it just was like, boom, you know, one of these yeah. moments, like it all makes sense. And yeah. it was like, right, what can we do? And that's how kind of Mind Over Matter developed. I started talking to people and said, look, would they be interested to kind of work on some type of project um, that would benefit the creative community and get everybody together? And then we developed kind of a national day of design where creatives gave um, up their time for charity mm -hmm. and businesses paid for an hour consultation. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it was just amazing. And it, it worked on so many levels. But then it got kind of got so big that like I nearly, well, I think I did burn out to be honest, but I just, you know, I you can't even remember. Out. Yeah, I burnt out. <laughs> I don't even remember the day. I was like, so, I see on video, I was like, I don't remember that. It was just so overwhelming. I was I was, yeah, I was working full time and doing that. And then obviously I had kids and it was just, I was a really bad mom. I was a really bad partner. Oh, that's and I, know, I really, well, I really felt it. I felt like it was. Yeah. It's super hard doing stuff outside a table, as I call it. These projects where they're they're passion projects, for want of a better yeah. phrase. Yeah, 100%. And you, you give your full life and soul to it, and yeah. it can consume you, and it does at times consume you. So I, it really I, does. Yeah. I'm sorry, no. And I remember there was an issue with a, a designer in Cork, and and she wrote an email to me and kind of given out about the organisation of it. And I was like, okay, breathe, breathe. <laughs> and it was like, don't crumble because, you know, you're so tired. And then it was like, okay, communication was not great. There was lots of things imperfect about it. You know, if it was a design project, it would probably only get like maybe a 60%, but it was a, it was a community-driven project. So it was yeah. all kind of heart and soul. And so I, I wrote this, I think, God, it was about a three-page email um, to her just explaining the background and the reasoning. And yes, it, it didn't get it perfect. And I just got the most lovely email from her. And it kind of, it, it just compounded the, I guess, the way or the, the impact of it. It is about that human side of the initiative that mm. it was just, for me, very powerful on a lot of levels. And once we made that human connection with, with designers and people and they, they kind of got it, it was more than the actual program it was all, almost like a, a movement or a sensibility yeah. around it i mean even if you didn't sell any consultations 
the whole the purpose of it was to raise awareness really at the end of the yeah, day yeah absolutely reduce the stigma yeah yeah i mean um, and that it brought it into the conversation as well so mm. that was my take on it so. absolutely and it and it did that and we yeah. were we we're trying to do something um, again this year, but obviously we have to accommodate everybody's capacity because, again, we're all working. I've started something new, which I'm going to talk about shortly. Yeah. But it's just mind over matter. It's really still needed. There's still issues yeah. in the community and, and people that just need support, and we need to be able to talk about these things really openly. Mm. And that's kind of the essence of it. And then don't want to not mention why design because that's probably, again, that. Yeah, a, almost a lived experience where I was the only female designer for quite a number of years in Design Partners. And I was kind of brought in as maybe the female or, you know, clients had requested mm-hmm. a female on the, on their project because they knew that they had to have that perspective on projects and it adds value. So it's not, it's not just like a moral thing. It's a very business orientated initiative because if you don't have women in the room making the decisions for 50% of society, you, you know, it, the design solution is not going to be adequate. So yeah. it's really about kind of asking the hard questions to industry. Why don't you have women in, in upper management? Why don't you have women on your team? Um, what's the problem? How are you hiring? What language are you using on your website? Just really basic things. Yeah. It's just kind of, raise, again, raising awareness, but connecting women and then giving them a bit of a platform to shine. Mm-hmm because we don't yeah. see or hear enough of, of the amazing women that we have in Ireland because it's much easier for guys to talk. And Jerry, I'm going to use you as an example. You're not shy. No. <laughs> and, and a lot of women are like, oh, I don't want to put my face on that or I don't want to like shout about my work. We have to because we're going to get unseen or we're going to get ignored or we're going to get just forgotten about. So it's about getting women more comfortable about being seen and, and getting them more comfortable about promoting their work and their and their their talents it's two things though the way i see it is it's it's uh, sort of creating the space for that to happen okay Mm. first and foremost and making people feel that they that's something they should do but two then it's working inwards and it's looking at the system and looking at the organizations and the systemic problems that that exist and allowing that space to happen because i want to understand why that is Mm. why why don't women in design feel that they can stand up and challenge things mm. and that's a systemic thing and it's it's everywhere i mean one of my good friends in australia her name's emma jones she's going to be on the podcast i've already recorded the episode so listeners may have already heard it but uh, has a project called project f and it's all about looking within the tech industry about having a, mo- a more of a, a balanced approach and making some organizations more accountable for it. so mm. she has clients like canva and atlassian huge businesses in australia that um, she's helped working with them to help them hire better and bring people in and work within their internal culture as well. So I should actually connect the both of you because I think yeah. there, there could be some some synergies there in, in what uh, Emma's doing. Wonderful person like yourself. But, you know, today we're going to speak more around the big idea. And for any Alan Partridge fans out there, I am doing my very best to not to do an Alan Partridge impression on the big idea. So if you're an Alan Partridge fan, you'll know what the statement is about the big idea. But talk to me about the the project and where it came from. I guess I had a bit of a midlife crisis last year where I had, you know, been, (laughs) Jerry's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Talk to me about your midlife crisis. Yes. 
Yes, I'm like 43 and I had a midlife crisis. It's all coming out now. No, but I, I just had all these things in my head that I really wanted to do and I never had enough time. And I was like really frustrated. And, and I was working for this great company, Voxgig, fully remote, just such a wonderful team. And it kind of gave me this insight to go, right, I have, I can work from home. I can work really flexibly. Um, I could spend time with the girls, drop them to school and still make meetings and then work on if I needed to. And it was totally okay. And we got yeah. through tons of work. So it was like, right, okay, so that works. So how how do I do what I want to do? Because I didn't have the capacity. I, I, I'm still director of the IDI, so it was, it was even a challenge to get, getting that kind of stuff done. Mm. So I took the decision to kind of write going, okay, I'm going to do this. And I had this massive frustration in with Irish society and government that creativity and design have never really been taken that seriously. Yes. <laughs> that it's never been understood. It's like, oh, get some creatives in here, you know, or a little, yeah, get, let's get some sprinkle, some magic dust on the end and make it look cool for, yeah. you know, the market. So they don't really know how to kind of interact with creativity or, or integrate it in, in any way. So I really felt that uh, one solution would be a bottom-up approach, which mm. is the big idea. So we, and I do think industry have to kind of act on this because we have the knowledge. We can't rely on the education system because it's moving too slowly. They're overwhelmed, obviously, with everything that's going on. Teachers are have a massive workload already, and I think we can all really appreciate teachers after homeschooling. So it's, it's tough. So they can't have anything extra. So what we do is we want to build this TY program um, that gives an insight into the possibilities of creativity. Oh, go on, Jerry. What's a TY? T- tell us what TY is, because we have an international audience. They might know what TY is. It's a transition year. So it's almost like a gap year in, in Irish and um, the education system where they get to explore certain subjects. Some teacher, uh, some schools have different programs. Uh, you might have work experience. You might have other, mm. other there, and there are a lot of other programs that, that are there. But and a you're lot about of, sixteen when you do this thing, isn't it? It's about sixteen yeah. years old. You get yeah. that kind of breath. Yes, yeah, yeah. so between kind of fifteen to seventeen year olds. So it's this kind of really opportunity to take a breath and go, okay, what am I going to do? It's a quite an easy entry into second level education for anything exterior. So mm. the program is kind of built end to end. So we've designed all the program material, but really collaboratively. So we want to co-create with students and teachers through this pilot project that we're running in January. Yeah. And we go in and run run the workshops to kind of introduce them um, to the creative process in kind of really fun and engaging ways and almost teaching, but not teaching. So, you know, it's somebody else. Um, so you, they get these different types of learning experiences through through the program as well. And we want to kind of open their minds, get them to think about other people, other issues, and just give them kind of a more global perspective and enable them to tackle the it, like hot social issues that are affecting them that they feel like they ha- can't contribute to. And we give them the tools to do that. So yeah. We've defined briefs that they can align to and we've um, set out questionnaires that they're almost choosing what they're going to work on. So we're touching on some of the major disciplines. So if you can imagine spaces and places, how to help um, integrate migrants into your local community or is it a VISCOM project to communicate micro-racial aggressions um, where it's, you know, what not to say is like, you know, you're teaching the community and the, the students teach their parents and the parents obviously teach 
the communities. So it's all about instilling this process. And that's what the students are really going to learn is the impact of this create, creative process on these massive issues and, and that they can actually make a massive difference. Yeah. So, so the hope is that they would do a lot of research, obviously, in that lovely discovery phase that we all know and love and apply their insights into almost a pitch. So they have to address the problem and then you know, use their entrepreneurial talents to communicate the proposed solution. And then industry experts kind of give them advice and feedback. So we're reducing that gap between industry and education. So, you know, there's a lot of people in industry that are kind of giving out about, about education system. This is now their opportunity to help students and give direct guidance in, in the program. Yeah. And with that knowledge and with teacher support, they develop out their projects and then we showcase and hopefully we get to do a face-to-face showcase. And if not, we're going to go online, obviously. So we're the, the teachers as well are going to be completely supported through the program. We've delivered all the material and we're going to highlight all the learning outcomes and key skills we're going to get. So the really great thing is everything that TY students need to experience in TY are hit through this program. So it's a, you know, 360 degree experience for, for them. Yeah. So we're super excited about it. It look to me, it, it makes total sense. It's a stepping stone where I think we need to get to from an Irish perspective, especially mm. to having design as a part of the curriculum, as opposed to having art as yes. part of the curriculum. Yeah. And having design as part of the curriculum would be really important because at the moment, the experiences that you're facing, say within Y design or mind over matter and all these things, they're systemic problems. And for us trying to tackle those things, it's like trying to capture the horse after it's bolted. Absolutely. So we, we can do that, but it's going to take a lot more effort. Whereas at the moment, if we can work with, with children to see the power that lies behind design and human-centered design and all different types of strategic design, mm. we're a much better place for setting Ireland up for the next 15 to 20 years. And when they get into the workforce, they understand what design is. We don't have to Absolutely. have these, these conversations that we're repeatedly having, like no, yeah. UX is not about a screen. Okay. UX is about experience. Yeah. So th- these are the things that I'm seeing very much to be localized within Ireland, but obviously it happens in other countries. But for me, my perspective is there's a real problem with design and how it's perceived in this country. Absolutely. And, and I think a key thing for us is that there is no barriers for inclusion. That So we're, we're, it's completely free for students, for schools and parents, because obviously it's a crazy time. And yeah. we want to democratize creativity through, through the program. So it's for everybody, no matter if you want to be an engineer, mathematician or a scientist, the creative process can add value and add to your skill set so you can be almost a better human being. And, yeah. You know, that sounds, it sounds very lofty, but it's very, very practical. No not yeah. at all i like i do free coaching on friday mornings and i've started it's my fourth month and i've spoken to a good few people in ireland and the whole kind of problem they have is they might have a, have a varied background with, with mm. different skill sets and they struggle to get jobs within ireland and that's one problem but going back to the original point you're saying where it makes you a better person design when you get involved with design and especially design research we start having conversations with people with different backgrounds it opens your mind and open opens yourself up to other opportunities mm. and helps build that empathy with where the problems exist within society and absolutely it's, it's, it's one of the most rewarding careers on out there I, I firmly believe it's like the more people that learn about getting into design the better you know absolutely and i, and I think um 
there's some this a stat floating around about um, so students entering school at the moment. They're sixty five percent of the jobs that they will have haven't been created yet. Oh, yeah. So, which is mind blowing, but creativity is the one thing that they can use in those new jobs because they yeah. they need to have all of these transversal skills that can be applied to in, in any area. And there's been so many studies done and don't get into numbers or anything, but creativity is kind of, it's almost like they're trying to wedge creativity into more STEM and creativity into this and mm. creativity into that, but it's not, no, no, the thing the key aspect to instill into our students for success is creativity. And it's absolute no-brainer. Do you feel creativity is kind of, for me, creativity, especially when I worked in other places, they're like, oh, it's over there that the creativity happens. They're the creatives. Yeah. And you either have it or you don't. Yeah. And that's that's the the kind of the sort of friction within me with the term creativity. I mm. don't call myself a creative. I call myself a designer. Yeah. And you see see creativity a lot more within ad agencies where they're like, oh, they're sitting over there. They come up with an idea for an ad, and like it's really not re- about. For, for me, creativity is is part of it but being exposed to the methods and and being able to go and use and apply mm. design to solve yes. problems 100 percent. but I, I think for for ireland at the moment i think design is a scary word where they mm. they don't quite get it they think it's expensive or they think okay this is going to be too big so it's mm. almost where we're trying to go in is actually very practically and engage it fundamentally that is okay this is this is a building block you can't have any progress without creativity and everybody can think in a creative way to come up with solutions and it's getting to that base fundamental so once students understand it and then they they're talking and disseminating the information within their own community everybody else kind of starts to get it and they go oh okay i see the impact and that's yeah. going to be our challenge is communicating the impact um, of the program and, you know, really exciting challenge. Yeah, yeah, to build on it and grow it, yeah. So I was like, that, that sounds great. I'd like to get involved. And then I'm like, oh, no, I am involved. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like, a judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, 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 that sounds great. And I was like, oh, I have responded to that text. I, and I, I do realize you, you asked me for something a couple of weeks ago and I still haven't given it to you. That's I'm okay. so sorry, but give you some quotes. It, it's I'll one get of it. It's been, there's a few things going on in my life at the moment, just like, you know, I, there's, just there's a people are feeling sick. Yeah, you've got to be <laughs> careful with viruses and stuff. It's So where, where is that at now at the moment? Because we're in... We're recording this and it's October. Mm-hmm. When will the big idea go live? So we're running a pilot from January to May in 2021. And we have 273 students that are going to participate on the program. So that's our kind of base. We're going to, this is our proof concept. And we're, we're all in Carlo because Carlo is the design center of the universe. And... <laughs> But we have urban schools, we have DESH schools, which are underprivileged schools. We have uh, unisex mm-hmm. schools as well. So we have a really good, almost base for, to get kind of good hard data to measure the impact and, and get good feedback from the, the teachers as well. So we can work really, really hands-on with uh, students and teachers um, to progress it. Because we do want to co-create it and make sure everything's working as, because we, we, we obviously have a lot of uh, assumptions, but we're testing them live with with students and teachers. So we have obviously funding is a massive challenge. So we have funding to 
obviously execute the bones of the project and I'm mm. obviously on the hunt for more. We want to align ourselves with multinationals to actually realize the projects. So can you imagine having that kind of community project designed by a student and then the county council build it? Like that's yeah, really that's good. phenomenal. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a level of impact or the app that they, they design and you know Samsung or or someone, you know, actually build it. They, you know, that's mm. and it could absolutely happen. There's no question that I'm going to hunt down these multinationals to do this. <laughs> Everyone here listening, my eyebrows yes. are raised because I have a, a sort of a, a thing in my head with the KMD, which is an abbreviation. <laughs> it's it's the Kim Mackenzie Doyle syndrome where if something is going to happen, KMD is going to do it. Thanks. So, I'm like, yeah, that that could happen. Like, if, especially yeah. if you're working on it. No, and I and I think it, I think it will happen. Yep. So, talk to me about where can people find out about this? What's the website, and how how can they get involved if they want to get involved and support it? How can they bring it into their school, so so to speak? Absolutely. So, the website's thebigidea.ie, and uh, don't judge too harshly because it's under development. <laughs> I think it's great. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's a very good friend, a very kind friend is helping me build that at the moment. And we have uh, our channels, are the Big Idea Ireland on most most Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. So please like and follow and share because we obviously want to grow the reach. If, if you're interested in being a judge, we're looking for kind of experienced creatives from a range of disciplines to help advise students. We're, we're pretty good for 2021, but we need to expand quite dramatically because we hope to go, go to 2,000 students in the following year. Yeah. So if obviously open to anybody who wants to put themselves forward. And um, you just probably have to commit a day in around March every year. And then perhaps again nice. in May, depending on if we go online or out of any. But yeah. And I'm just looking at the believers. Obviously, this is HCD and this is doing are both part of the believers group. Yeah. But there's other people in the design partners, Institute of Designers, Fjord. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there's some, some great judges in there as well. Some of the Irish people will be familiar with them. There's Lorna Ross, I see as yes. well, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, we've... I'm really excited about it. I think it's it's really it sounds like it's a really good opportunity for the Irish to see and experience what it could be like, and gives potential building blocks there for the likes of the IDI and the Department of Education to come together and actually you know help co-create something that's going to deliver huge value for for Ireland in the future. Yeah, we're we're so lucky to have such great support at the moment and with third level colleges too, because they obviously see the, the opportunity in getting kind of this fundamental knowledge in, in into students mm. um, which helps them be much more much more successful students and then into industry. So it's it's it can be a pathway. You don't need to just be interested in design or creativity on the program as well. You can go in any yeah. area. It will add massive value to um, to any, anybody going through it, and we do want to offer bursaries for students as winning mm, prizes. So we've got, play. yeah. So we're working on getting kind of agreements with third level colleges, and we've got some verbals at the moment, which is incredible. And it's just about supporting the students through this because even if you talk about creativity, you you mentioned it, Jerry. Oh, that's not me, and my daughters are already experiencing that at seven and ten. And, you know, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. It is, and we have to keep sending this message. That it's for everybody. Hmm. That's one of the kind of the core things. Absolutely. Idea. 
the bit that excites me is as a student, when I was in school, I was good at painting and I was good at drawing and I was good at art. And then there was my friends who were good at sport. And then there was other people who were more good at academia. And it wasn't up until recently, like I'm 40 now. And my friends all believed that I still designed the Aer Lingus logo because it was industrial design, right? They still <laughs> thought that that was what I did. Yeah. Scully, which is my nickname, Scully designs the logos for, for big businesses. And I'm like, are you really, really? And it was always throughout throughout school, it was like, oh, well, he, he's the kind of the design or the kind of mm. arty kind of person. It would be really good to have those other kind of groups exposed to design. And I mean, for them to see it, because it's one thing like art, artists within schools will eventually hopefully get into art colleges. And then it's another conversation, but going from art into design within design school it's like one of those things that you want to see those other disciplines, the future medics, the future finance, the future of sales, all being exposed to a very young age of what design can do is where the the real excitement comes from within me. And I'm sure it's the same with you. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'd love to see the big idea. And that's why I've signed up to become for the first time a part of the Irish Design Institute. It's the reason I was like, for a long time, I was like, ah, maybe, maybe not. And then I was like, I saw the big idea. And this is, this kudos to you. And I'm sure there's other people out there that are listening saying, well, this is something we can get behind. This is something yeah. that helps move the dial. I keep on talking about. So, Kim, I'm all in. I love you and I love the project. And I'm so <laughs> happy to have spent time with you today to, to speak about this. Thanks so much, Sherry. No, I, honestly, it's it's great work you're doing. So, uh, And it's important work as well. And it's, it's important to say that it, this is an important project mm. for anyone to to get involved get in touch with Kim, get in touch, go to big the, the big idea that I, Kim, it was great speaking with you today. Thanks, people Jerry. Want to reach out, if people want to reach out to you on Twitter, uh, what's your Twitter handle? At Kim McDoy. It's, yeah, it's the triple whammy. <laughs> yeah, it's a long one. They probably restricted yeah. the characters on that one. Yeah, K-I-M-M-A-C-D-O-Y. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put that one, a link into the show notes. Kim, thanks for your time today. No bother. Thanks so much, Jerry. Chat soon. So there you have it. That's all for this episode of Bringing Design Closer. If you like this episode, feel free to visit thisishcd.com where you can access our back catalogue of over 100 episodes with episodes related to service design, product management, design research, and much, much more. If you're interested in design and innovation training, feel free to check out our business, thisisdoing.com, where you can join online classrooms and learn from the world's best design and innovation leaders. Join the This Is HCD newsletter where you'll receive updates from the network. And also, if you're interested, apply to join the Slack community on thisishcd.com. Stay safe and until next time, take care.